I am 21 currently. I started my business full-time. I think I got my business license when I was 17. So going on year four of being a photographer. And so it's been quite a journey. I look back to four years ago and I'm like, I can't believe I thought this was good. But yeah, it's definitely been such a fun experience. Welcome to Queer Hustle, where we talk to the hottest up-and-coming queer entrepreneurs about growing businesses, creating dream lifestyles, and taking care of each other. Your host, Michelle Coyle, sits down to work together to explore what's possible when you approach business with full authenticity. Hey everybody, it's Michelle and this is Queer Hustle, where we chat with queer entrepreneurs about how they're starting up and scaling. And today we have Brady Bates from Brady Bates Photography out of Portland. Brady, you want to introduce yourself to the crew? Awesome. So I'm Brady Bates. I am a Portland, Oregon wedding photographer. I'm super excited to be talking today and just kind of introducing myself and my business and talking about what it's like to be a gay entrepreneur here in Portland and just how this whole experience has happened and um, how it's affected my life. Absolutely. One of the reasons I was really excited to talk to you today Brady, also is that you're a young entrepreneur. We end up talking to a lot of folks. uh, I think the average age to start a business is around 45. So we end up talking to a lot of folks in their 40s and 50s. We don't get to talk to tons of young entrepreneurs. If you don't mind, how old are you and how uh, long have you been in business for yourself? I am 21 currently. I started my business full-time. I think I got my business license when I was 17. So going on year four of being a photographer. And so it's been quite a journey. I look back four years ago and I'm like, I can't believe I thought this was good. But um, yeah, it's definitely been such a fun experience. It's so, so cool to talk to somebody so young that's already been doing this for four years. And it just goes to show you, uh, people watching and listening, there isn't an age bound on this. There's not a lower bound. There's not an upper bound on entrepreneurship. If you've got a good idea and you're good at something and you're providing value to people, you can go out and do it. So everyone's watching saying, oh my God, you're 21. What have we all done with our lives? You've already been in business for four years. You came to this so much earlier than most people. Some people take years or even decades to realize that they want to be in business for themselves. What made you realize that this is the path I want to be on from such a young age? I don't know. I kind of feel blessed. I think a lot of things fell in my lap. It kind of took me by surprise. I always said in high school, I was like, yeah, like I want to be a photographer when I'm older. And I actually had teachers tell me like, it's not financially feasible. Like it's not, like you're not going to be able to do that full time. And that was like, super frustrating for me. I was like, don't tell me like I can't do something. So I like worked like hard. I did a lot of senior photos. I was shooting like three to four times a week just doing portraits. And by no means was I charging a lot. Like I was just getting started. But it was definitely like practice and I fell in love with it. Like and that's all that mattered for me. So then I started shooting weddings and like so many opportunities kind of came my way. And I'm so blessed that people older than me trusted me at such a young age to be a part of weddings with them and just like let me be there like it was an honor and so that's kind of where I fell in love with it and it was around the time that I was graduating that I was like I definitely can do this um, and I just believed in myself and I had so many people around me that believed in me and so that was huge because you know once you hear from like teachers like oh like you can't do that like it's not it's not possible you're not going to make money I was just like no like I'm going to do it I'm going to prove you wrong like so that motivated me a lot to just like get out there and do it and do what I wanted because you know, like happiness is the most important thing to me and just like doing what I love. So, yeah. I love that. It's such an entrepreneurial story of people told me that I couldn't or I shouldn't. 
And I said, you know, uh, thank you for your opinion, but I am going to go do this anyway, because I feel that this is my calling. This is where my heart is called. I think that's so fucking cool. And it's, uh, and I'm glad we're talking about this because this is something that comes up a lot, not just with teachers, but people, you know, their parents or their spouse or whoever, everybody's got people in their life that, you know, from a sense of trying to protect them or saying like, Hey, maybe this isn't the best thing to do, or this is a risky thing, or maybe you should do something that's a little more more secure. Every entrepreneur that I talk to has those influences in their lives. What would you say to folks who are getting conflicting inputs from people around them? Oh my gosh. I would just say ignore it. Like it does not matter at all what other people think. And usually it's the people that um, you know, I hate to say like maybe it comes from a place of insecurity on their part or jealousy, but like go for it, do what you want. Like it doesn't matter what other people say because at the end of the day, like if you work hard and you want to do something and achieve it, like you can do it. You can do whatever you want and whatever you put your mind to. I know that sounds cheesy, but like, it's so true. It's super true. I think in the, in the, the older I get and the longer I do this, the more I realize like the cheesy posters are so true. I think you know, is, is it, is it jealousy? Is it security? Sometimes, sometimes it comes from that person cannot envision that outcome for you, but you can envision it for yourself. And sometimes it's about saying, Hey, I know you can't see this, but I can see this and I'm going to do what I can see. Right. Absolutely. Yep. 100%. I feel like if you can just envision that for yourself, you believe it can happen. The universe will make it work. You know, you think about some of the, the, the best and strongest entrepreneurs in history, the things that they thought of uh, people that were crazy. You look at somebody like Walt Disney, and think about right. Walt Disney explaining his ideas right at the very beginning. People are like, "You're gonna what with a mouse? What?" <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. It's like no. If people can't envision it, but you can, like that's all that matters. You're the one completely conducting this whole thing. So, yeah. There's a fine line between crazy and genius, and we try to stay on the genius, genius side yeah. of line. So you were so sure about this that you actually dropped. You went to community college. You dropped out of community college and said, "You know what?" College isn't for me. I know everybody thinks that's the path I should be on, but that's not the path I should be on. I'm going to be a full-time photographer. Talk to us about that. And did you deal with disappointment from parents or friends or anything like that? And how did you deal with that? Yeah. So I, I knew I didn't want to go to college. Like out of, out of high school, I was like, college isn't for me. Like I was loving weddings. I was love shooting weddings. And then I ended up getting like enough scholarship money to go to my first year or my first semester of community college. So I was like, you know what? It's paid for I'll go ahead and give it a try. So I went to a community college for business. I was just like not fully responsible with school. Like I was like working on my website in class, editing photos. What am I doing? I don't need to be here right now. And so I kind of threw out the idea to my parents. I was like, hey, I don't think I'm going to go back next semester. Like I just don't want to be here. Like I just want to do like focus on photography. And I think my mom was like a little bit like, okay, you should just like get your associates and then you'll like, you can be done. And I was like, no, like I don't want to do that. So yeah, I like took my mom to Panera and I was like, I'm leaving. Like, I don't want to be here. And she's like, okay, if that's really what you want to do. I believe in you. I trust you. Just make it work for yourself. I want to see like progress. Like I want to see you do this. Like, I, like she believed in me. She knew I could do it, but I think it was just like a little bit of like a fear factor. Like if like this doesn't work out, like he's going to want a degree at the end. And so sometimes I think back and I'm like, okay, I would have been done with my associates by now. Would it have been worth it? Maybe, but like at the time I was so passionate about just growing my business that I was like, I'm not going to be here. I'm not going to waste my time. So I don't tell people like, oh, drop out, like go chase your dreams. Like school's not worth it because 
everyone has different career paths. I, I don't want to be that person to be like, school's like crazy or like it's a waste of money because I don't think it is in some scenarios. Most of the people around me were super supportive and were all for it and they were like, go do it. Absolutely. And that's, I think when you have that certainty and conviction of your own path, that's going to bring people along too. So if you're, if you're approaching them with like an attitude of, I don't know, should I stay in school or should I go be a photographer? Like people are going to advise you to be the safer thing. But if you come and you say, this is really what I want. I know I can make it as a photographer. I feel like I'm wasting my time in school. That just, the change in your attitude is going to make people go, you know what, then go for it. If you feel like you can do it, you should. Yeah, absolutely. Just presenting the whole thing like with confidence I think was very persuasive. So, yeah. So you love shooting weddings. And that's interesting to me because I have, I I worked with several photographers and a lot of the photography clients I've had in the past have done weddings because they felt like it was the way to make money, but maybe it wasn't their favorite thing to do, or they were kind of feeling like, oh, I have to shoot weddings to get by. And we've said, no, let's like pivot you to what you want to be doing. But you actually really love shooting weddings. Why do you love shooting weddings so much? I do. I don't know what it is. I definitely changed my business a little bit over the past four years. I was shooting big weddings um, when I first started. They were mainly in Washington, D.C. And they, you know, weddings on the East Coast, I think, are a little bit more different. They're more of like a production, hundreds of guests. Whereas on the West Coast, I've noticed there's a lot more elopements, intimate weddings. So it's definitely been a big, like a big difference. But I like no matter what it is, I really love being there. Like I love getting to know couples and just like, Photographing all the people around them, it's such a happy environment. Everyone is just like rooting everyone on like throughout the day. And then like at the end, it's just like a big dance party. And like you meet so many friends. Just the whole environment of like wedding days are just so happy and so inspiring to me. So it makes it fun. Yes, you mentioned a phrase earlier called adventure elopements, and I'd never heard the phrase adventure elopements before. Tell us about it. They're definitely becoming a big thing, like all across America. Basically, it's when a couple kind of ditches like the entire like traditional wedding plan of, you know, having a ceremony, having like a cocktail hour, having a reception, a dance party. Like they just kind of do their own thing and they elope. And whether it's like climbing to a mountaintop or going to a waterfall or even doing it like in their backyard, you know, they just have like a photographer and a fishing end. Maybe they have a few people. I think like an elopement is just like, most people think of going to a courthouse and just like sending the papers and being done for the day. But it's kind of brought on like a new meaning of just like doing things at a super small scale because that's what is going to make the couple happiest. A lot of couples don't want to have hundreds and hundreds of people at their wedding where it's like so much pressure or they're having like their cousin's boyfriend coming, you know, or they just don't want to pay for it. You know, weddings are so expensive. So they end up having like a super small wedding and that's kind of become my niche. It's way more fun and way more connection. And I just love connecting with couples because I feel like I can tell their stories so much better through photography. So when it's a smaller scale and there's a more like one-to-one contact. Oh, I want to know like, what's the craziest wedding you've ever shot where like you were hanging off a cliff or like, what's what's the weirdest thing? In 2018, I shot a wedding. I was still living in Virginia at the time. And so me and my friend flew out to Washington and we hiked a, it's called Colchuk Lake. And we did that hike and it was 10, it's like 10.5 miles round trip. And, you know, if you want to start before like the crowds come, you start at 3 a.m., you hike to the top, you have headlamps. So that was like super, super fun. But I ended up doing that hike twice this year in the same week here in Washington. And so it was like a lot of hiking. When I think of like the craziest, I think of like one of those weddings. It was with a couple called Rose and Zachary. That's their names. We like went to Safeway 
to get like food before the wedding day at like midnight. And then we ended up like car camping in their Bronco till three in the morning. We like watched a movie, drank like cold grill and then hiked up. She like made her bouquet out of like Safeway flowers and it looked really, really good. And then hiked up, did the wedding. We like jumped in the lake, which was like freezing cold and then hiked back down. And so it's like exhausting. Like I'm also like super out of shape. So I'm like, Oh my God. <laughs> but, um, that was super fun. We like all pulled an all nighter and then ended up hiking 10 miles the next day and they got married and it was super fun. I bet the pictures you got out of that were insane. Yeah. It's beautiful. I haven't posted any yet. I'm trying to submit it to a few blogs. Hopefully it'll be in print. But so yeah, just waiting for that. I'm excited to see those too. And I know you also do like a lot of influencer photography that you said that's kind of an emerging, uh, emerging trend people making money off of their brand image and need people to, to document it. How's that going? That's really, really fun. Um, that's a lot less pressure than weddings, a lot less stress. But I've connected with a lot of influencers here in Portland and they're always needing campaign shot or brand deals. So I'm kind of like contracted out. I'm not necessarily hired by the brand in most scenarios. So they kind of hire the influencer to promote a product and then they contract me out to take the photos for them. So that's super fun. Um, I got to work with a lot of brands and just have more creative control over shoots. So I really, really enjoy that. And it's also a good time to just like connect with other creatives in the community and do fun projects. Absolutely. I love it. How much of your work, I mean, you're talking about weddings, obviously we're talking about heterosexual couples a lot of the time. How much of your work influences with uh, or intersects with the queer community? Are you shooting queer weddings? Are you shooting queer influencers? Or is that even the thing that registers in your job at all? Um, I have shot quite a few queer couples. When it comes to weddings, I've only shot, surprisingly, I think two queer weddings. So it hasn't been many. I would love to shoot more. But I also haven't really. So I actually haven't. I came out this year. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. So I came out in May this year. And so that's kind of been, you know, a huge life change for me, you know, just like being out and open about it. So I'm in the process of kind of like restructuring my brand around that and just like making that more open so couples can see that like when they come to my website or come to my Instagram page and like really see who I am. So beforehand, I didn't really promote that. You know, I don't think I was like really attracting those ideal clients of like queer couples because as much as I would love to shoot them, I wasn't out. So I was like not really targeting that market. But now that I'm out and I'm like super open and happy about it, I definitely want to restructure my brand and shoot more queer couples because I feel like there's a much better understanding of each other and like creating that connection is so much easier because we know each other and like we can share stories and it's not like, I feel like it's harder for, you know, straight people to understand stories. So yeah, it's, it's been fun. Yeah. A whole new path for you. I I'm interested as somebody who just came out uh, recently, uh, did you have any fears around coming out specifically around the business and how it was going to affect the business? And if so, did those fears come true or what happened? Honestly, no, I didn't even think about it around my business. I want people to hire me for me. You know, I would much rather them hire me for my personality and like what I'm here to offer rather than my photography. Like I'm so invested in couples getting to know them and like becoming friends rather than treating me like a vendor. I've shot so many weddings in the past where I just like show up, shoot the wedding, leave, deliver the gallery and, you know, never talk to the couple again. And that's not what I liked. It was just so much pressure. I, I never got to know them. So that was hard to document such an important day of their life. So like if it's their wedding and I'm just showing up and I'm like, what are your names again? Like, who are you? What do you do for work? Like you can't document 
something so intimate without knowing them. So now it's really like, okay, I want you to hire me for my personality. I want you to like really like me. I want to go from there. And so, you know, if they don't support the gay community or think that's right, I don't want to work with you, you know, I just, if you're not, if you don't support me, don't hire me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, and, and now that you're out, you know, being able to live more authentically, obviously that's helping people get to know you better and Absolutely. those personal relationships. So, I mean, one question that we get all the time and we try to kind of address here with everybody and everyone thinks about it differently is what does being queer have to do with business at all? Like, is it even something that registers in your day-to-day business experience? Do you feel like it doesn't matter or do you feel like it does matter? And if so, why or how? Oh, that's a good question. I feel like it hasn't really impacted me personally a lot, but I think it does matter. I think it's awesome to have queer entrepreneurs out there because I think having more queer business owners can open people's mind more about who can be a business owner or like what they can do despite being gay or falling under the queer category. So I think it does matter. I would love to support more queer entrepreneurs. But for me personally, I don't think I've ever been affected by it, which I'm super, super blessed. Yeah. And then we do, we definitely like hear different, different stories about that from people that are younger versus people that are older. There's a, there's a distinct difference. Some of our people that are 40, 50, 60, they've had different experiences when they were younger than somebody that's 21 and is basically operating in a world where there's just much more acceptance. Absolutely. Especially living in Portland, it's so open. So yeah, sometimes I think about like living in Virginia, like it's also so different there. Like I lived in a really um, small town and it was very rural. And so I think running a business there out would be maybe a little bit more different. I think it would affect me a little bit more. But living in Portland, everyone is so open-minded. And so it's been very, very easy for me to come out here. I mean, yeah. I think there's kind of like three lenses on that, right? You, t- you said something about in spite of being queer, there's in spite of being queer, there's, you know, regardless, it doesn't matter at all. And then there's like, because of being queer, I'm able to do X, Y, and Z. And, and different people sort of experience that in different ways. Do you, right. Are you starting to feel like, I mean, you kind of mentioned some things around because I'm queer, I'm able to do these, these types of things or take this type of stance or work with this type of people. Are you feeling yourself leaning in that direction at all? I don't know if necessarily opportunities have come because I'm gay. And it's also been like, it's so fresh that I haven't noticed. And maybe there are some instances where things have come my way that I haven't realized, but not yet. It's only been since May. So I know you're so fun. fresh, fresh out. Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely been new. Um, so I don't think so. Not yet. Yeah, it's something to kind of keep your eye on them and think about. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So lots of folks that are watching this are young, younger folks that maybe want to start a business and are nervous about it, scared to do it. What would you say to them? It's like, it's a scary thing. It's doable. Like no matter what you want to do, like if you have a heart behind it and you're passionate about it and you fully believe in yourself, which I think is the most important. Just like believing in yourself is the first step. Like knowing that you can do it and you can make it possible and you work hard. Like anything is possible, no matter what your idea is. Like it's never too crazy. Work hard and things will come your way. Just like make connections and just build your brand. And social media has been my biggest, my biggest thing, like growing a business. You know, Instagram is where most of my business comes from, as well as Pinterest. Just like constantly being on there and putting myself out there has been huge. Do you ever write one of those teachers back and say, hey, I'm actually doing it and I'm a successful photographer? No, I haven't. I've never even thought about it. I just like... High school was good for me. I did enjoy it. But like, as soon as I left, I was like, this is really, really nice. (laughs) (laughs) 
peace out. I'm going to go live my life now. I'm going to follow my dreams. I'm going to do what I want to do. So cool to see you doing it. So inspirational. Thank you so much for being here with us today. Brady Bates, Brady Bates Photography. Check them out on Instagram. And we will see you all next time. Thanks for listening to Queer Hustle. To read the full show notes for this episode, which include a summary, timestamps, and any links mentioned in this episode, please visit michellecoyle.com slash podcast. There, you'll find the information from this episode and any past episodes. If you're enjoying this podcast, please leave us a rating and a review at ratethispodcast.com slash queer hustle. Until we meet again next week, go out there and let it shine.